0: feeling that you are not alone don't worry it's just a ghost a shout out to tia mayhem and tanya venom of stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast welcome to it's just a ghost podcast i am your host mary jensen
1: And I am the co host Perry Jones. This is Episode 24 and Part 2 of Episode 21, Belchitown State School. If you haven't listened to the first part of this, we suggest you do that before listening to Part 2. To do that, go to Episode 21 and then come back to Episode 24.
0: Before we get started on this episode, I would like to make a correction from Part 1. I had said that Perry and I had investigated Elsie the Ghost in episode 12, but Elsie is actually episode 17.
1: In part one of Belchertown State School, we talked about the history of this abandoned asylum located in Belchertown, Massachusetts. It included were EVPs, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, which are recordings of spirits trying to communicate. There are also pictures on the website of Faces and Windows.
0: And you can check those out at it's just com. In part one, we asked our listeners if anyone had any idea what they think the spirits in the EVPs were trying to say, to please email us with their theories. We have a couple of theories to share with you from a listener, and also Perry and I will slow down some of the EVPs and play them back and share our theories.
1: Since recording the first part, we have visited the Warner Pine Grove Memorial Cemetery where over two hundred former residents of the school are buried. We will discuss the underground tunnels that connect the schools as well. But before we get to all that, we'd like to tell you about a couple of other creepy cool places we recently visited. We didn't get any EVPs, but we did get some orbs and a couple of photos at the cemetery. We only touch briefly on these for now. We hope to visit these locations again in the future and pick up something next time. There are photos of interest on the website for these as well.
0: Rutland, Massachusetts State Prison Camp Nestled within Massachusetts Rutland State Park are the ruins of an old prison complex. The prison was built in 1904, and the area included a 900-acre farm. Eventually, the prisoners housed there grew potatoes and raised cows, hens, and goats. There was also a prison hospital on the property for tuberculosis patients. It had a big country house for the superintendent, prison dorms, solitary confinement cells, and a farm for the prisoners to work and a root cellar for storing vegetables. The root cellar is still standing. It's in an overgrown hill and barely recognizable. But you can still walk in and check out the the graffiti covering its walls. Solitary confinement still stands, though it is open to the elements. The small cells give visitors an idea of how claustrophobic confinement would have been. In 1930, shortly before the property was taken by the state for the Ware River Diversion Project, there were 116 prisoners and 30 patients. These crumbling ruins have a unique past and is a fascinating place to explore today, if you dare. Well, Perry and I did go explore it, and what did you think about it?
1: Um, it was interesting. I like just wandering around and looking for stuff, and we found some, a lot of foundations. And they we met a bunch of kids that were out there sort of partying out in the woods, and they told us about, um... Two buildings that were still standing, but we had already found those. One was the root cellar, and the other one was the solitary confinement. But then you and I found, like, uh, not quite, it wasn't the whole building, it was just tall foundation walls from another building.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, yeah. and that looked like it was a decent-sized building.
1: Yeah, and actually I met someone who said after that, recently they said that was a barn. And it was still standing up until 20 years ago, maybe.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually found a map, too, of, of the property that tells, like, where some of the other buildings were and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. So I will put that on the website, too. Um, yeah, we're thinking of probably going back in the fall. Um, when there's not as much foliage and stuff, because I'm sure there's a lot that we missed. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't get to it or couldn't see it because everything is so overgrown right now. Right. But yeah, the root <clears throat> cellar was pretty cool. It
1: was cool. I was kind of hoping to feel something or see something or, you know, get EVPs or some photos or something, but none of that. It just yeah. like a regular place.
0: Yeah, because we tried leaving the recorder, in the root cellar for like 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. and you know we walked out and i went i actually went in by myself and placed that right about in the middle and then i came out and then 10 or 15 minutes later i went to go in and get it and i did feel freaked out Like mm-hmm. i couldn't go in remember i said perry oh, yeah. you need to come in with me to get right. it which is so weird because when i went in to leave it i was it, was nothing at all mm-hmm. and as soon as I started to go back in to get it I was like oh my god I, I couldn't go in by myself but nothing showed up on the EVP so right. maybe next time
1: maybe next time and I've also heard there's a tunnel there which we didn't find maybe that maybe when we go into fall we can find that
0: yeah um, yeah because the tunnel I because I, I was reading that the tunnel mm-hmm. is where a lot of people investigators have gotten EVPs in the past so yes. if we can find that maybe we can get something there so in the fall we'll probably be going back there and right now though we do have photos of the root cellar what's left of the solitary confinement and you know a few other pictures of the area and they can be found on our website at it's just a ghost podcast.com
1: So where else did we go? We went to Spider Gates Cemetery recently. The Friends or Quaker Cemetery, known locally as the legendary Spider Gates, is an active private cemetery under the care of Worcester Friends Meeting, the Quakers, located in Leicester, Massachusetts. Spider Gates carries a legend of many theories. It was created in the early 1730s by a group of Quakers who believed the land possessed special powers. They used the land to not only bury their dead, but worship and perform various incantations. Custom gates resembling a spider wrap were created to mark the entrance to the grounds. In truth, these gates were added in the mid 1950s out of respect for tragedy that struck the grounds, in an ancient Greek story signifying life after death. In 1943, A young boy supposedly took his life by hanging himself on a tree within the cemetery. This tree, now known as the Hanging Tree, still stands and can be seen directly to the left as you enter the cemetery. There are several other stories of hangings over the years, including a teenage boy who hung himself in the 1980s from that same tree. It is said that sometimes at night, you can hear what sounds like a rope dragging, or swinging maybe, from the branch of a tree. Screams and howls have been heard there, a girl was said to have been mutilated in a nearby cave at some point, and the legend goes on and on. There's a strip of lawn where grass doesn't grow. We have photos of that on the site. This is the exact spot where devil worshippers perform satanic rituals. No wonder this small cemetery is said to be the eighth gate to hell. We only passed through two gates to get and explore. Where are the other six gates? Are they invisible? Did you pass through other gates without realizing it? Or maybe the six questionable gates only appear on a certain date each year? Or maybe all these stories over the years are really just legend. If you decide to visit Spider Gate Cemetery, please let us know how many gates you passed through and anything else you should discover.
0: I thought it was pretty cool. I didn't, well, there was one side of it. Because it's kind of surrounded by woods. So one side of it, Perry and I both felt creepy over on that side. And I felt like there was something there watching us, but Mm -hmm. I felt like it was in the woods outside of the fence because it's all fenced in. Right. I didn't feel like it was actually in the cemetery, but close and they were like they were watching
1: us. Mm Mm-hmm. And I took a photo of that area, and when I looked at the photo the first time, I didn't see anything. But when I enlarged the photo, there is something there looking at us. You can see a round head and a body and two eyes looking back at us, right near the corner of the cemetery.
0: Yeah, and you've got a bunch of warps, too. like. And a
1: bunch of warps.
0: There's, like, light coming through the trees and stuff. And so at first, we thought that's what it was, but if you look at it really close... You can see that all these orbs are like on like the tree trunk or in front mm-hmm. of the tree trunk. so that's not light. So you'll have to check those out on the website. Let us know what you think. You know we'd love to hear from you and send us an email to it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com with any comments or anything like that. Um, oh, and I remember too, when I was walking in, when we were walking in, I took like two pictures real quick so I didn't move or anything, and one of them, and again, on the creepy side, you can kind of see almost like like a fog, Mm -hmm. but it's not like a concentrated fog, it's kind of spread out and weird looking, and it wasn't foggy there at all, Mm -hmm. and not only that, the second picture that I took, like. A second after that one. Right. It's totally clear there's nothing there. So I didn't know if when we were walking in there was something right there mm-hmm. and it just like left because we were coming in. I don't know, but
1: there was a few other people there too at the same time. So maybe that had something to do with not finding as much as we hoped.
0: Right, that's right. There was some. And that's the same thing with the um, prison too. Mm-hmm. There were other there was people a, walking around. There's a
1: there bunch and, of people there that day.
0: So to try to maybe get mm-hmm. to these places, you know, also when there's no one else around, like maybe helpful,
1: just go at midnight.
0: Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, we could go. We actually could get in to um, a spider gates at midnight.
1: Yeah, I don't think I don't, want to do. <laughs> I don't think I do either, unless we
0: have a few other people with mm-hmm. us. Do we have any volunteers? Anybody that lives in. You know, the Leicester, Worcester, Massachusetts area that might want to go with us and do a little investigation around midnight. Let us know. Because I'm not, yeah, we're not going to go just the two of us. Mm -hmm.
1: And at Spider Gates, the orbs that I took a photo of, what you see in the photos, they're kind of small, probably about the size of a softball maybe. Mm -hmm. And they have a black dot in the middle, which... uh, I have actually seen that before, but not anything that we've taken. However, my friend, who takes... Who, she always gets something in her photos almost every time. I know. We
0: should bring her with us. Um, I know she's really busy, though, so she really
1: can't. Yeah. Um, but on sometimes when she gets a photo, there'll be a black dot in the middle of the orb. When she gets in the orb, there'll be a black dot in the middle of it. So I... I Maybe it's the brain of the thing or something, or it's primary source of consciousness. I don't know.
0: I don't know, but you know what? We will Google that after, mm. and if we find something, we will edit that mm. right in here so you'll hear it anyway. Yeah. But photos of the hanging tree and the spot where the rituals are said to have taken place and more can be found on our website at itsjustaghostpodcast.com. So yeah, including the pictures Perry was just talking about and yeah. the one that I was talking about. Yeah. So check those out. Okay, time to get back into the abandoned Belchertown school for the feeble-minded. Again, if you haven't listened to the first part of this story, please head on over to episode 21 and check out that first. Coming up shortly, the EVP's that we played in part 1. Only we will slow them down this time with what Perry and I think the Spirits were saying as well as theories from one of our listeners.
1: So on our third visit to the Belcher School, we tried to check out a couple of other buildings that Mary had come across briefly the week before while passing by. The rarest thing though, these buildings and even the road they were on were nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah, so strange. And what is your theory or theories on this, Perry?
1: Well, I'm not sure. However, something like that, very similar to that, happens to me too often. <laughs> yeah,
0: and we did like think of a couple of things. Like one of them was because I've heard you know on other podcasts people talking about something called the glitch in the matrix, mm-hmm. and we looked that up briefly. And what I got. You know, just as a quick Google search. A Glick in the Matrix stories are first-hand accounts of some small but puzzling occurrences that has no logical explanation. The name comes from the movie, The Matrix, where a glitch drew someone's attention to the fact that they were in a simulation. And then the other thing that we hear a lot, and that Perry thinks maybe has happened to him, if you want to try to define it, is a parallel universe, also known as a parallel dimension, alternate universe, or alternate reality. It's a hypothetical self-contained plane of existence coexisting with one's own. The sum of a potential parallel universe that constitutes reality is often called a multi-universe. I
1: wrote actually a book about that back. It was actually 1990. Um, I mistakenly told Mary it was 1980, but well, it was 1990. or thereabouts, but I didn't publish it until 2008, and I'm editing it now, and it will be coming out as Hyperspace 2. The first one was Hyperspace Calculations, in which I describe how there's many different universes and they all blend together, and people can sometimes accidentally move from one universe to another without them even realizing. Most people don't even know they've gone between universes or that they've traveled from one universe to another because the universes are really so very very similar but some people who are sort of sensitive to these things will suddenly realize that the place they are is not quite the place they have been before mm-hmm. it's is a little different about it even though like you're sitting in your own kitchen all of a sudden it's like wait a minute is this really my kitchen
0: <laughs> yeah so you wrote a book on that yes all right so Do you have any idea when that will be published or out?
1: The first edition came out in 2008. It's still available on Amazon under the name of Hyperspace Calculations. Um, There's about 120 books. It's kind of heavy. I mean, 120 pages. It's heavy on math, but the other parts, it's only the last third of the book, I think, which is heavy on math. The rest of it is just descriptions, and I'm talking discussing about
0: some of this stuff. That sounds interesting. And, yeah, because we want to do... Um, an episode and we'll probably call it it'll be like paranormal events where we will discuss more in depth on glitches in the matrix parallel universe and all types of ghosts and what they are all about mm-hmm. so maybe we can get perry to tell us like a little bit more of what he knows um about the parallel universes yeah but yeah so we're thinking that um you know because i like perry said I was trying to I was just kind of passing by on my way home from somewhere else, the Belchertown School. And we had done two other, you know, investigations there. And we thought we had pretty much checked out all the buildings. Well, I saw two other buildings, at least two more. um, And I was like, wow, we didn't see these before. But they were kind of like on the other side of the area. And we didn't really go over there. So I was like, cool. So we need to go back. And so when Perry and I went back, seriously, the road was not there. There was a road, but it wasn't the same road, and those buildings were not there. When we went for the second investigation, when we went for the first one, it was, we swear to God, there's this place that's called um, the Quabbin Reservoir, which is in, um, well, it's in Ware Mass, I think parts of it in Belchertown too, but it's on Route 9. And this is all in Massachusetts. And we just stayed straight going past um, the Quabbin. And there's a whole bunch of different entrances to the Quabbin. But about a mile after we went by the last entrance, the school, everything was right there on the right.
1: It was right there on the right. And I swear (laughs) that's where it was the first time. It was right there on the right, (laughs) roughly a mile after the last entrance to the Quabbin. And what happened the next time,
0: Well, we went by the quabin, and so now we're looking for it, and we're just chatting away. But we're like, well, maybe we missed it because we were talking, mm-hmm. and because we had gone a ways. So we turned around, and we really paid attention, and went all the way back to the quabin, and it was not there. So we put it in our, in the GPS. And the GPS brought us down a couple of turns, and there it was.
1: Yeah, we didn't take
0: any turns. It was yeah.
1: on the left this And time. it was
0: on the other side of the road. That and
1: went. another mile down a different road that we've never been down before.
0: So I hope you all don't think we're crazy, but we're telling you the truth. And that's why we wanted to look into the Glitch in the Matrix, Parallel Universe, all that. So like I said, we're going to be doing an episode with all, you know, more in depth of that kind of thing and ghosts and stuff like that.
1: Somebody asked me one time, and we were talking something about this, and it was years and years and years ago, but she said, well, what do you think? You know, is this real or not? And I said, I think there's some things we don't understand about reality. Mm-hmm. And that's the only answer I had for it, because <clears throat> some things sometimes are just so strange you can't explain
0: <clears throat> well that was strange cuz my head felt like it was going to explode like, <laughs> right? Thank god he was like with me on both of those trips. You know? And we don't do drugs. So <laughs> I'm just letting you know we don't do, we don't do drugs but
1: and we don't drink and drive so we weren't drinking right? either.
0: Yeah, it's just unexplainable.
1: Right. And I just don't know what happened. I mean it was just too bizarre to understand. But, like I said, these things happen to me a lot. I go to some familiar place, and it's not the familiar place I thought it was.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that happens to a lot of people, and people think they're losing it. Mm. But, yeah, I can't wait to delve into that more and find out more information. On this last trip, we visited the Warner Piner Grove Memorial Cemetery the final resting place for over 200 residents who passed away at the institution between the year 1923 and the mid-70s. A year after the school's opening in 1922, 11 residents died. Records show a small burial ground was dedicated in 1925, a mile away from the campus. The cemetery was landscaped in 1938 and numbered cement blocks like any other state institution in Massachusetts, guarded the field. The last recorded burial was in 1977. After the closure, the cemetery was severely neglected.
1: Albert Warner kept visiting the, the dilapidated cemetery. Distressed by the state of the cemetery, his friends and his mother were buried. He organized a restoration project. A monument was erected in 1987, recording all the names who were buried there. In 1994, the state, of, the state agreed to reconduct a refurbished project. Every grave was marked by granite stones with their name, date of birth, date of death, and the cemetery was renamed as the Warner Pine Grove Memorial Cemetery to pay honor to his dedication.
0: Albert Warner died in 2006. Although no new burials were allowed after the closure, Albert and his wife, Agnes, who is also a former resident, were permitted to be buried right next to his mother's grave. Each year, family members, former residents of the Belchertown State School, staff, and friends gather at the Warner Pine Grove Memorial Cemetery to honor those who had once resided at the facility and have passed. I was really impressed with that cemetery. You know? It's small,
1: no, but it's really nice. Yeah, yeah they keep how, it up very well.
0: And they took the care, like it said, to mark everybody's stones and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was impressive, but I didn't really feel anything there, considering how haunted the buildings are right. and outside the buildings at the school. I didn't really feel anything there, did you?
1: Actually, I did. I just felt an overwhelming sense of sadness, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and that's pretty much all I felt. I didn't feel creeped out. I didn't feel you know anything that we felt like at the school or anything. Just sad and heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice something unusual about the graves, however.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Um, what I realized was that a lot of people died. It was all in different years, from the time the school opened until the time it closed. But a lot of people died in either their mid-20s up to like their early 30s. After that, there was a gap. If you made it through that, it seems, then you're able to live until, you know, your 40s or 50s. And then there was another gap. And then after that, you could, you know, you live a normal lifespan. Because after that, the people who died it were in their 60s. So I don't know why. It's like, it's almost like they said after you're like turn 30, it's like, okay, you've been here long enough, you know, get out. Or... They just killed you, or something, or something. I don't know what happened.
0: Yeah, that's odd. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder why. And I didn't come across anything in the research to yeah. you know.
1: It's. I say. thought it was just very, very strange because I would say at least a third of the people in that cemetery all died at the same age, mm-hmm. whether it was you know like in twenties or thirties in a little tiny little time span, like four or five years, and then again a little bit later, like you know right before. I don't know 44, 45 to fifty, right around it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't even know how we would find that out because I mean I looked everywhere online, to, you know.
1: Yeah, you'd do have this to go episode. back. Yeah, you'd have to go back like to the original records of someone who was actually taking notes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who was working there at the time. You know, and go through their notes, because I doubt if you'd ever find something like that online, you'd have to go to, like, an archive somewhere.
0: Right, yeah, there has to be records somewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe even the Historical Society Society might have something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And sometimes I find stuff, like, at Brown University and their archives, or there's a couple other universities I check out, and their archives are online. And sometimes you can find some crazy weird stuff in there.
0: Oh, yeah. We'll have to start checking online. I mean, we did talk about, like, trying to contact, like, historical societies. But Mm -hmm. because of, you know, the pandemic thing still kind of going on, everything's not open. It's hard to get a hold of people right now um, to do that. So maybe in the future with other stories.
1: Maybe in a couple months we'll be able to contact some of the historical societies or the people who work for them or something. I don't know. Yeah start digging around and doing some more research about what it really happened
0: yeah so who knows maybe there'll be a third episode on this later on we discovered that all the buildings are connected by a network of underground tunnels some are blocked off and are often filled with water the school is secured very tightly and a lot of artifacts remain inside this extensive route of tunnels go as deep as two stories underground but are basically asbestos clouds. We really couldn't find out anything else about the tunnels. We'd love to learn more about them and what they were used for. If anyone listening has any information on this, please email us at podcast at yahoo.com. Perry, I think it's time to get those EVPs.
1: I think so, too.
0: Let's play the first one and let our listeners know what we think the spirits are saying. All right, so here is the first EVP that coincides with the first EVP from part 1, but we just put in the parts where we think we can tell what they're saying. And this is from the first building we visited, the really really creepy one. So here are those EVPs. We think he's saying, "Wait for me." Let us know what you think. Try it. Here it is one more time.
1: We think he's saying, why me? And then at the very end, he says, why me again? What do you think? Here it is one more time.
0: So this next one is from the dorm building, and we got EVPs on the first and second visit here. Anybody here? (laughs) Around? <laughs> Perry's sister thinks that he is saying I'm sorry right here. Do you agree with that, Perry? I do. I do too, and I didn't notice it though until she said it.
1: Yeah, I didn't either.
0: So here it is. <laughs> here it is one more time. <laughs> he pointed out that it sounds like he is now saying I love you. <laughs> here is that one again. <laughs>
1: We think he's saying oh what the fuck here it is again and on this EVP we think he's saying you fucking bitch here it is again we don't know what he's saying at the beginning of this but at the very end we think he's saying help
0: again. So what do you think, Perry? He started out nice, saying I love you and all this, and then he got kind of mean. I don't know if he was talking to me but calling me a fucking bitch or not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he started out pretty nice, and then uh, he seemed to be getting more and more annoyed the longer he stayed there. It's like... Leave me alone or something. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if it's because, like, when we record, we can't hear these sounds until we get home and play right. the recording. And as I was asking him questions, he was answering me. Mm-hmm. And then I kept asking him. And so he was probably getting frustrated not knowing that I couldn't hear him. Right. And so he just started calling me a bitch and then a fucking bitch. So that's, <laughs> that's what I think happened with that, because he didn't understand, maybe, but if that's it was it, even the same spirit right you know. that's what it sounds like yeah so that's our theory on that one let us know what you think so this last one is from the elevator shaft and Shelley says that she thinks he's saying watch out be careful you think that's true perry
1: i do think it's true that's what it sounds like to me
0: yeah it does to me too so here it is Here it is one more time.
1: On this one, we don't know what he's saying at the beginning, but at the end, I think it's bad one, bad one. Here it is again.
0: So there you have it. There are all the EVPs that we could... You know, think that we made something out of what they were trying to say. And uh, let us know if you agree, disagree, think they're saying something else.
1: And if you hear anything, you know, if you think you hear something that we heard wrong, let us know. Or if you hear something that we didn't hear, let us know. And if there's any other place you want us to go, to let us know that too.
0: Yeah, if you have any ideas, like in central Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, that's where we're at right now, let us know, and we'll try to do an investigation. And we're actually going on an investigation tomorrow to a really haunted cemetery.
1: Yes, and in Rhode Island, and Woonsocket.
0: In Woonsocket, yeah. So hopefully we'll get something from that, and if so, there will be an upcoming episode on that. So as always, please send us any... Um, real paranormal experiences that you've had you can email them to us at it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com and we will read them on an upcoming episode if you enjoy this podcast please subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts, itunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and we would love it if you would rate us five stars this helps us out a lot and it helps others to find us It's all free, so why not, right? And so I guess that wraps up this episode. I guess that's it. All right, Perry, I'll see you tomorrow for the investigation. That's right. Bye, Mary. Bye-bye. Until next time.